I'm Kelly Ellers. I'm Jeffrey Lunnan. And this is Volume Up by the Teats. So, Jeff, there is a soon-to-not-be-nighttime host. <laughs> <laughs> Sick burn, as my kids would say. Just kidding. Anyway, James Corden is in the news. And do you happen to know why? Be. Same. I, I've got a, I've got a, a thing. I, I think I know. I, I wish I didn't know. I, but lay it on us. Come on. Share it. Okay, the, the news is that James Corden only washes his hair six times a year. And I don't know if we needed to know that. Did you? I know thought? that we did not need to know <laughs> that. Um, I mean, so it, it like came up because we're trying to conserve water here in Southern mm-hmm. California. I think all of the state is now experiencing a pretty bad drought. What's new? So he was talking about shower time, which again, didn't need to know. And then Same. he talked about the whole shampooing, but every two months, like I just, it's a lot of images that are sort of conjured up that I just didn't want in my life. Mostly the image of how he then goes on to say, I'm in and out of the shower (laughs) in three to four minutes. I use soap, keep the image going, keep it going, Mm -hmm. but I do not wash my hair. Mm -hmm. Does he wet his hair because if you've seen him on his show there's definitely a lot of product in it there's product and it's bacon under those lights those light the hot hot lights <laughs> and then the makeup where it's coming into the hair light. like i can't no. imagine that's good i can't imagine his hair team is happy about this news um Same. you know that's an imdb credit that i'd maybe want to hide <laughs> just putting it out there um but yeah. you know it's not my life it's not your life but, but you know what is your life the, this podcast what a segue i mean truly well let's talk about it what did we do last week right so we had hani sagari in on the pod she's an entrepreneur a biochemist an anti-aging disruptor and a mom her holistic skincare brand chiral is the culmination of a lifelong mission to improve lives and increase longevity I, after the pod, hit add to cart. And indeed, it is on its way. I have a notification, but we talked to her. Let's do an unboxing. Let's be real. Come (laughs) on. Let's do it. Okay. She combines her business acumen, bioscience knowledge, and passion for empowering women to be beautiful and financially free. At Chiral, they are breaking the mold. They treat all of their customers as individuals, and their formulas are personally tailored for everyone. So the the proof is in the pudding. Mm Mm-hmm. Kelly Eller's skincare is coming to me from Chiral. And did you order yours yet? I've you, not. I, I really want to see okay. if you like it. If you like it, then I'm going to okay. do it. That's right. how this works. Great. So if you like learning more about the industry, those who are enacting change and creating a better world, make sure you subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tease and send in questions to volume up at thetease.com. And on this week's episode, we talk with two guests, Maria Sosa and Katie Grana. Maria is a therapist based in Florida and a Moderma brand ambassador. Moderma is, of course, the number one doctor and pharmacist recommended scar treatment brand that you know and love. Katie Grana is the director of programming at This Is My Brave, which is a nonprofit that encourages storytelling to help those struggling with mental health issues and addiction. Moderma partnered with This Is My Brave, making a $25,000 donation to the charity to further its mission to empower individuals to share stories of their scar healing journeys. We talk all about the partnership, mental health, and much, much more. But before we get to the conversation, there's something else that's happening in the world beyond the very terrible, scary, sad things. Um, and that is that Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition just came out. And there's some big news. 
Talk to us about the cover star. Z. There's plural. There's many. Z. I know. So many, so many names that I probably can't produce, pronounce properly. But the one we're going to talk about is Yumi Nu. She made her debut in 2021 and is back as the cover model. She's a Japanese and Dutch recording artist, plus size model and entrepreneur. She started singing lessons at age 12 and writing songs by 15. She's a pop artist and she was back in Montenegro for the 2022 Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. So I love it. I love to see, you know, someone from, you know, a plus size model to an entrepreneur to Japanese and Dutch recording artists. I mean, pretty cool background, right? I mean, way to go for Sports Illustrated, Um, actually sort of keeping up with the times. Yeah. She looks incredible. The hair wild in the best way. Um, I mean, they really did the beachy thing. Um, I mean, like surprised. No, of course not. They they killed it. Um, She looks incredible. Sierra looks great. Kim Kardashian mm-hmm. looks great. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, everybody really brought it. Um, certainly escapist. We're all here for it. We need this, I think. We need the escape for sure. <laughs> Something else that you can escape to is the tease.com. Our editorial team has been hard at work this week, uncovering industry news, looking into trends and diving into brands that you don't know, but you probably should. And here are some of our favorite headlines. First up, the best hairstyles from the 2022 Billboard Music Awards. Mm -hmm. As much as the Billboard Music Awards is about celebrating the biggest hits in music, the popular fan-voted award show is always guaranteed to be a stylish affair. Diddy hosted the star-studded ceremony, which saw Mary J. Blige honored with the much-deserved Icon Award, as well as many epic performances from the likes of Megan Thee Stallion, Cara Delevingne not included, (laughs) Miranda Lambert, Florence the Machine, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Travis Scott. Of course, for us, though, the highlight of the show was seeing the red carpet hair and beauty from soft ways to statement making ponytails. Our favorite stars and their glam teams served up major hair inspiration. Head to thetees.com to see some of our favorite hairstyles from the 2022 Billboard Music Awards. But let's talk about our favorites right here on this podcast. So, Kelly, who was your fave of the night? You know, of the night, I was, yeah, many faves. First of all, I was love, you know, everyone brought their game, which I'm glad we're like back. We're here. We're doing this. We're going all in. I mean, Chloe Bailey for me, um, you know, a a behind grazing ponytail. I mean, yes, we love to see Uh it. We love to see it. And then I love, I always am a sucker for like metallics or gold or something woven into the look too, to kind of just pull out some more pizzazz, if you will. So, she was definitely on the top of my list. What about you? I hate to say it. Um, mm-hmm. It really does pain me, but I did think that Kylie Jenner looked great. Oh, for God's sake. She did. She looked good. She looked good. I'll <laughs> give it to her. The team, you know, they brought it. Um, I mean, Mary J. Blige Fair. stood out. I mean, she was rocking the blonde as she is known to do. She looked incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, fit to be called an icon for sure. But I think my favorite was honestly Becky G. I think mm, like she's okay. been killing it. And All she right. looks great. Yep. So you, you heard know, it here first. And like not to bring her back up because she seems to be lurking everywhere, but Cara Delevingne, Delevingne, Cara Delevingne. Delevingne. I could be wrong. So she was there lurking behind the shadows of, of was it? Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, any, yeah. any and every photo behind, op with Megan Thee Stallion. There she yeah, was. She was there. And so, you know, much like her outfit for the Met Gala, where it just happened to be some slim coverage. I also really liked Doja Cat Doja Cat's look. I thought her hair was a perfect complement the flip with the bejeweled earrings with the thing on the shirt and the I liked it. I mean, let's just I mean if we're going to talk about Doja, 
the Scaparelli earrings that were ears with earrings was I mean, like, you know, real, again, it's I, her planet. We're it. just living on it. Doja I, really, Cat. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we've now gone all the way back to saying that our shared favorite is Doja Cat. So go okay, to the tease.com. Here we are. See what else is there. Um, mm-hmm. our, all of our favorite looks are, are on the, the tease.com, including hair credits. Let's be given credit to where For credit sure. is due. All right. Next up on the tease, uh, an article that is called Maintaining Our Respect in the Salon. Jesse Linares, a member of the Sambia AR team and an experienced stylist at Trace Salon and Supply, wrote an article on the tease in which he discusses the topic of respect. This is where we can insert Aretha Franklin oh, singing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what it is and how you get it. Head to the tease.com for some tips that you can carry into your routine. So Kelly, I mean, obviously you and I have read this article. This is why we're sharing it with everybody that's listening mm-hmm. here. Are there any tips that Jesse shared that you're maybe taking on to garner some additional respect? You know, I'm here for the respect. Yes. Um, you know, one, one that I can relate to is, you know, dressing for the job that you want. I think that that is important. And, you know, the last couple of years in COVID it's, it's, admittedly very easy to not dress for the day or the occasion, but making sure that you're also, you know, elevating and and bringing yourself there too. And then, you know, the other one that he talked a little bit about was running the social game and not letting it run you. So I think that it is important. It's really important to show before and afters things that people are reacting to and then maintain positivity. Right. So I've, you know, been in situations where you switch a hairdresser and they're talking about, a past relationship that wasn't good, maybe a partnership, maybe another hairdresser. And that's not a good look, right? Like keep it positive. Nice girl's going to win. Like keep it above board. What about you? Uh, I mean, I think all of those were great. Mm -hmm. I I felt like the (laughs) dressing for the job was an interesting one. Um, I don't know. I just felt like all of what he had to offer was relevant to the moment that we're living through. Um, So kudos to him. Go to the tease.com. See all of them. Plenty of advice, uh, which, you know, we could all benefit from sometimes. All right. Uh, Something that I know that all of us could benefit from is this next article, which is Give Locks a Spring Refresh with Christoph Robbins' Hello Salon Pro Box. Spring is in full swing, (laughs) and it's time to give your hair a game of boost. Luckily for you, our spring Hello Salon Pro Box is filled to the brim with products to get hair spring ready. And we've teamed up with luxurious French hair care brand Christoph Robbins. For those who don't know, the eponymous line was founded by legendary hairstylist Christophe Robin and is known for their natural ingredients and gentle formulas, which are suitable for all hair types, which we love. Head to thetees.com to get the full breakdown of exactly what's included in the box and how to order it. Kelly, which of the products are you most interested in? You know, for me, it was the cleansing, purifying scrub with sea salt. And this is a deep cleansing scalp scrub. So... You know, unlike our friend James Corden, whose scalp's got to be a hot mess. You didn't need to do that. I did it because I was thinking of those clogged follicles the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an animal. Anyway, (laughs) this is for purifying and detoxifying. And you know what? It's invigorating. Again, infused with sea salt. You work it into the scalp. You remove the James Corden buildup and you cleanse, right? And so I am, I I love it. I've used it and I'm a big fan. We love that. All right. We'll head to the tease.com to see all of what's included in the Hello Salon Pro box with Christoph Robin and let us know what you think. As always, so much going on on the tease.com. Thank you to our hardworking editors. We are proud to publish the stories that salon pros and consumers care about. So, you know, outside of the podcast life, we know that you also have a very robust 
life fulfilling. And there's a holiday coming up and we are taking the time off to be with our families and to celebrate. And so we will not be here next week. With that in mind, as we head into this interview with Maria and Katie, we want to start with a statistic that helps put into perspective the team up between Mederma and This Is My Brave. A whopping 86% of those with visible scars are comfortable with sharing the story of how they got that scar with 88% agreeing they talk to others about it if it helped them feel more confident about theirs too. I don't have any visible scars that bother me. And if I did, I wouldn't sort of feel bad about talking about them. But what about you? Do you have any scars? I do. And you know what? We were at our little tiny cabin on the lake in Spirit Lake when I was little. And the neighbor boy and I went into his kitchen and he took a mug and he was taking it out of the cupboard and it fell on my foot and split my foot open. So that's my scar. (laughs) Wow. I can remember it like it was yesterday. Here I am being very comfortable talking about it. Well, I mean, thank you for sharing with us. Um, Have you used Madrim over the years? Totally. I use it all the time on my kids if they have like a potential visible scar. Yes. Big fan. Well, we love that. And you guys are going to love this interview. So next up, our conversation with Maria and with Katie. We are joined this week by two guests, Maria Sosa and Katie Grana. Maria is a therapist based in Florida, serving Fort Lauderdale and the surrounding areas. She prioritizes assisting clients in discovering insights and tools which will allow them to view their problems through strength and solution-focused lenses. She works with individuals, couples, and families, and specializes in trauma-informed holistic health and healing, mind-body approach, intuitive eating, life transitions, coping skills, stress management, etc. the like, all of the things. She's a health at every size aligned and is committed to dismantling the harmful social standards of beauty, health, and body size, which can wreak havoc on our mental health. Maria is also a Mederma brand ambassador, the scar treatment and stretch mark therapy from the number one dermatologist recommended brand for scars. We are also joined by Katie Grana, the director of programming at This Is My Brave. Katie was diagnosed with PTSD, induced anxiety and depression after being robbed at gunpoint in 2010. Heavy stuff. Not really understanding how trauma can have such a powerful mental and physical effect, her tipping point was losing a friend in a car accident the following year, and she spent much of her 20s redefining herself and learning to heal through trauma. Katie found This Is My Brave, a nonprofit that encourages storytelling to help those struggling with mental health issues and addiction, and after losing a close friend to suicide, decided that she wanted to produce a show. When a full-time position opened up with This Is My Brave, Katie knew it was time to make a move from the corporate world back to her roots in nonprofit. Moderma is proud to partner with This Is My Brave, making a $25,000 donation to the charity to further its mission to empower individuals to share stories of their scar healing journeys, which is how Maria and Katie have come together. Thank you both for joining us today on the Volume Up podcast. How's it going? Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. It's great. I'm excited to be here. We are thrilled to have you both. If you wouldn't mind for our listeners, uh, could each of you introduce yourselves? Tell us a little bit about your backgrounds. Katie, you want to go first? (laughs) (laughs) Sure, I'll go first. As Jeffrey said, my name is Katie Grana. I live in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm the director of programming for This Is My Brave. I grew up in St. Louis, moved to Colorado for a minute, came back to St. Louis. So I've been working remote for This Is My Brave since 2019. And it was you know remote before it was mandatory remote working. <laughs> um, our office is based in the Leesburg, Virginia area. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been great 
travel is back now, which is exciting. So, cause we are a national nonprofit. Um, so that's just a little bit about me and the right now. Amazing. Maria. Yeah. So I am a therapist, integrative nutrition, health coach, intuitive eating counselor, mental health advocate. I'm based out of Fort Lauderdale, originally from Venezuela. So I speak some Spanish in there. I work with individuals, with couples, with families, just about anybody that needs mental health help, which is, as we know these days, especially since the pandemic, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. And it is Mental Health Awareness Month, which is partially why we were talking. We're going to get into that as well. Uh, Thank you again, both of you, for joining us today. Talk to us a little bit about This Is My Brave, Katie, if you wouldn't mind. So I sort of gave the the top line, but you're deep in the org working on programming. um, And I'm sure that our listeners would love to hear a little bit more about what's going on. Yes. So This Is My Brave. We are a a national nonprofit. Like I said, Um, we base our mental health advocacy on storytelling. Um, So what we do is we go to cities across the country and um, volunteers produce shows for us and they're theater style shows. So you put like six months of work into a show and local community members um, get up on stage and tell their true stories of living a life of recovery um, despite a diagnosis of a mental illness or addiction. So we put faces and names to stories. They use the performing arts. So it can be essay, poetry, original song, dance. We've had a mime before, comedy, um, any way that people express themselves. And um, it just, it really, it opens up conversations surrounding mental health for not only the storytellers, but audience members alike. So we're uh, uh, put faces and names to stories of recovery to show others that uh, it's it's possible to, you know, continue living your life despite a diagnosis. Absolutely. And that they are not alone, which is so important, particularly during this month, but all months, really. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, if you can, how Moderma and This Is My Brave came together. Um, I would love to understand, Maria, um, as a brand ambassador, uh, how this came to be. Yeah. So last year is when I actually began working with Moderma and they started this You Are More Than Your Scar campaign, which was Mm -hmm. amazing. And I was really excited to be a part of it because as a mental health advocate, we know that scars have not only this physical component, but also Mm. an emotional component. And so this was a great campaign to kind of look at the link between both of these things, understanding them from this perspective of here is what it looks like. And here's how we feel about it. This is the meaning that we give to the scar and how we feel about ourselves. And, you know, it impacts our self-esteem. And really, once we go down that self-esteem route, it is just, it unravels and it's a rabbit hole. So that's what we worked on uh, last year. And I was excited to partner with them. And now this year, they've brought their commitment to the next level by partnering Mm -hmm. with the This Is My Brave organization and donating um, to such a great cause. So it's kind of taking last year's uh, um, you know approach and then kind of taking it a bit further by uh, donating and, and working with the This Is My Brave organization. Oh, we love that. Uh, putting some money where our mouths are, really yes. backing up the people on the ground. Um, yes. Kudos to them. Uh, and thank you for walking us through that. Uh, do you mind maybe talking to us a little bit about that campaign, the, the sort of precursor to this relationship? 
Yeah. So it actually began by Moderma kind of taking an interest in research, which I absolutely love and kind of getting all the numbers and understanding, hey, how do scars, which is, you know, what we work on um, diminishing the signs of Mm -hmm. and kind of helping sure that we we are working with that physical component. Um, How does that impact our mental health? So they did this great um, survey and research, and they found that three in five people agreed that their skin had a big impact on their self-confidence and mental health, right? Which is a lot. So the way that we view our skin, the things that are on our skin, marks, spots, all of that has an impact on the way we view ourselves, how confident we are. Um, and our, our, our mental health. So it's just kind of looking at both of these things. So we started with that. That is the basis. And then the second component was, well, what do we do about it? Right. So we have this data, mm-hmm. right? We have the numbers. Now, how do we kind of make something about it? And as a solution focused therapist, I'm like, good, let's do this. Let's do the coping. Translational research. Come on. Skills. Exactly. So how can we, because we very much live in this selfie society, how do we start to kind of improve our self image and We talked about tips regarding acceptance and not just acceptance for the sake of acceptance, but because we have some very unrealistic beauty standards in our society. So a lot of that was also challenging the ideas that we have about beauty, viewing our scars, our marks as more than just that physical component and possibly owning that and telling a different story about our marks and how they are a part of us and how they also tell a story and are important to our sense of self. So it's kind of shifting, reframing. And I also wrote an article about the effect of this perceived physical imperfection, air quotes, right? Because we love mm-hmm. to call things imperfections <laughs> um, for medium as well. So it was it was a great campaign because it was research and it was action-based and uh, providing tools for everyone out there who struggles, which again is everyone. And I think that that's worth noting that back to Katie's point, we're not alone, right? This is something that we all struggle and and work through. Ugh, absolutely. Um, and with this partnership um, that we talked about at the top, this donation that's quite sizable uh, to This Is My Brave, what is it that This Is My Brave is going to be doing? Um, how are they going to be amplified um, with this with this partnership? Yeah, it's it's so great. This I just adore this partnership um, <laughs> with the I, I really do like such a like personal and like business level. I, I adore it. Um, when we get sponsorships from companies, organizations, things like that, it really helps us to maintain and continue to grow our presence across the country. Mm-hmm. So like to date, we've done almost 80 shows across the country and we have an alumni storyteller base of almost a thousand individuals. So each year we're able to grow on that and have more shows um, in different communities and populations. We even do some specialized community shows such as we've done stories from the black community, stories from the APITA community. We've done teen shows. Um, This year we're doing a veteran show and a blind show. I'm, I'm sorry, a deaf show. Um, So it allows us to continue growing and reaching these groups that maybe it's more difficult for them to tell their stories or there's a lot of stigma facing their um, population or their culture and everything like that. So this will just allows us to 
continue growing um, and spreading our message of hope. We love that. Um, So let's just break it down. How can one of our listeners get involved with This Is My Brave? Um, If they're not maybe in a city in which a show is happening, or maybe there is going to be a show in which they had no idea, how the heck can they find out about this? Yes, there are. There's a lot of ways to get involved with This Is My Brave. Um, You can reach out to us and bring a show to your area and we'll help you produce that show. If there is a show in your area, you can audition to be a storyteller Um, You can attend a show. You can help sponsor locally. Um, We're also, our shows are able to leave money in the community. They're doing community fundraising now as well. So it's not just an in and out thing that there's going to be a brave aspect that stays behind in the community. Um, We're also always looking for blog posts, um, stories for social media. Um, And we have a college program that, I'm really excited about and it's called brave ambassadors and I consider them like the off the stage storytellers, the ones that really want to get involved with brave, but maybe aren't ready to put their face and name to a story or there are safety concerns for some people as well. Um, so there's, there's a lot of opportunity to get involved with brave through just across the country. There's many options. We love that. Um, so where can we be linked to? We're going to plug everything in the show notes. Uh, is there a website that people should be visiting? What is the social situation? Lay yes. out. Yes. So you can visit our website, www.thisismybrave.org. Um, and then we're on all social media platforms at This Is My Brave. Easy. Yeah. Painless. Perfect. We love that. Um, which is what this all should be, really. Um, so we talked about this a little bit. It is Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, from both of your perspectives, I'd love to hear sort of what you think the importance of this month is, um, given all of the stuff that's going on in the world that we sort of danced around. Um, whoever wants to take it, let's let's talk. Well, I think you said it already in terms of, for me at least, it's always mental health awareness in some way, shape, or form and kind of acknowledging that mental health is so important and it is health, right? Like it is part of the health. I know that we have to kind of split it up into mental and physical and relational, but it's all that, right? It's all Mm -hmm. in our brains. And if our brains aren't perceiving life in a way that is of ease and of help to us, then we have a problem. So it's all up there. Um, For me, it's always mental health awareness month, but it's exciting that other people also are on board and, uh, thinking, okay, well, so how do we bring this to the forefront? How do we have conversations about our mental health? And I love seeing companies, you know, sharing their stories. I love, I'm not big into celebrities, but I think that as a culture, we do kind of look to celebrities to share their stories. And if somebody from this place of privilege or power kind of shares that, then that motivates other individuals to say, hey, that's me too, or I see that, or I relate to that, and I can own that and share that and share my story with other individuals. And the power of sharing your story is, not to sound redundant, but powerful. And it it helps so many individuals. So I think that it is information. I think it is knowledge. I think it's awareness, and we need it, and we need more of it because even in the great strides that we are making, there's still very much a stigma around mental health and I'm not crazy. I'm not going to therapy and there's nothing wrong that I can't figure it out. So I love it. I think it's important and I will continue to be an advocate for mental health. Long (laughs) after May's over. (laughs) Yes, exactly. 
Katie, how about you? Yes. I mean, I second everything that Maria said. Uh, we really, we do a lot of social uh, campaigns during mental health month um, each year as this is my brave, but at the same time, of course, we believe every month is mental health month. Um, and, but I think the cool thing about May and specific to this is my brave and organizations and companies everywhere that can get involved is it's not mental illness month. Um, mm -hmm. There's not a divide of, well, that's not me because mental health is everyone. And then it can, it also like, we kind of look at it as a like little reminders month, you know, like I just posted something on my Instagram today about how I had a mental health weekend, like did things low key, um, stayed in my neighborhood. Just, I really needed a break from, you know, the chaos of life. And I think that's just the biggest thing. And also to let people know smaller things about being proactive about your mental health, that you can connect with a therapist when you're not in crisis. Um, and that's really the best way to do it. And so, yeah, it's, it's just about raising awareness and letting people tell their stories. And so again, I mean, every time all of this boils down to, so that people don't feel alone. So whatever capacity that comes out, uh, we're all for. Love that. Um, Maria, in this sort of spirit of destigmatizing mental illness, um, but specifically mental health and the sort of wider uh, situation, what are things that individuals, our listeners uh, that are maybe considering looking at a therapy or like what are resources that are maybe available to them um, that you found to be a benefit in your practice? Yeah. So I run a social media platform and I think that it's becoming very popular and not to call it popular because it's not therapy, but kind of dipping your toes into the mental health, whether that be through the TikToks or the Instagram or the social media and kind of just seeing all the things that are out there that this idea of therapy, again, as Katie was saying, isn't just when you're in crisis, but kind of working on things that are limiting you from moving forward or that are keeping you stuck, whether it's your mindset, everybody's got anxiety. Uh, so normalizing that as well. And I think just opening yourself up to this world. Maybe you're not ready to start therapy. Maybe you're not ready to start getting ready to gear up for that. Right. But you know that, you know, when things are off, you know, when your life could look a little different, you know, when you take those deep breaths, because you're just kind of struggling through something. I think that even just getting started there and opening yourself up to the idea that you don't have to do it alone, that you don't have to figure out this life thing all on your own and struggle and hide it and keep it together, that there's options, that there's answers. I think that that is a beautiful place to start when it comes to our mental health. And again, social media, not therapy. Got to no. Got to remind us all of that. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. And I think it does a beautiful job of getting us ready for therapy and making it less scary. We love that. Uh, well, making things even less scary is our quick takes. We are going to run you both through our questions. We ask of all of our guests on this podcast um, <laughs> to really just like open things up and have a really good time with it. Um, <laughs> and then we'll get back to the, the task at hand and make sure that we can plug the, the orgs as well as the, the initiatives. But first up... And we'd love both of you to take this. So whoever wants to go first, you're welcome to it. What is a quote that you love? Um, the first thing that comes to mind isn't even a quote. It's a poem back from 
back in school days when you have to read poems and do all that kind of stuff. And it was Robert Frost poems, The Road Not Taken. It's always been really powerful for me regarding choices and the choices that we make and the power in them and making them for yourself and not allowing others to make them for you. So that's kind of what came up. Not exactly answer your question, but no, no, no. That's, I mean, again, this is quick take. Things get weird, but we love that. Um, And I don't think that anybody's referenced a poet before. Um, So we are especially into that. (laughs) So first, (laughs) all right, no pressure, Katie, what is a quote or maybe a poem that you love? (laughs) Also love the poems. So good job on that. Um, I actually was, I thought of something when uh, Maria was talking about like celebrities and stuff and mm-hmm. mental health. And so this is, I, I'm, this is going to be terrible because I'm so sorry to my storyteller that I can't remember who it was that said this, but one of our storytellers, a male in one of our shows, he said that always remember that you are a celebrity in someone else's life. And mm-hmm. I think that's so important. And I love to carry that with me and share that. So I think, I think I'm going to go with that one today with this conversation. I love that one. Um, okay. This is something that we all sort of edit. Let's be real. Uh, what's your last Google search? Can I look at my phone? (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) Okay. I was looking at whether white tea has any caffeine in it. I was having some sort of conversation with a friend about green Mm -hmm. tea coffee and white tea and their levels of caffeine. They don't, they don't drink caffeine. And I was trying to recommend it. Yeah. 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 Does white tea have caffeine? It does. it does. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, I'm always down for some caffeine. Um, just not sure that I'm into white tea. Okay. Um, all right, Katie. Um, I was looking up the St. Louis blues and NHL stats. Cause are, are things going round, well? Yes. We are okay, moving okay. on to round two of the playoffs and it start the first games tomorrow night. So super excited. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So we've been talking a lot about mental health, um, but this is fundamentally uh, a podcast for beauty pros. Uh, So hairstylists, makeup artists, and the like. Uh, We are very much into talking about trends that maybe didn't work out so well. Uh, So is there, in your own experience, maybe a beauty or hair trend that you tried that you wish that you hadn't that you'd like to share because we've all been there? Okay. Two things come to mind. And of course, when I was younger, one, and this is going to date me back in the days, but crimping do you remember that like that crimping clampy thing i think it's back in a big way maria so this is maybe not a cringy thing okay maybe it's very cool maybe i'm back (laughs) i'm back in it maybe Maybe, break it out maybe maybe bring out the the crimper Mm -hmm. again Mm -hmm. that i remember it and it was not a good look and then bangs that was a that was a thing and i have very wavy curly hair so they weren't like Mm. the cute like nice and straight (laughs) bangs it was like a deformed kind of bangs so it, it lasted very short. And then I would just use those clips, which were also big, like the little butterfly clips. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also thing. back. Oh, this is they amazing. are back. This is amazing. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just kidding, guys. I'm not cringy at all. These are not cringy. Exactly. You're okay. really trendy. Right. Yep. yep. You were trendy. forward thinking back then. <laughs> Great. We love it. All right, Katie, any cringy that are maybe not cringy things that you did? Um. So I've always been like really scared to do cringy things. And so I'll say one to the crimping. I used to use that. My crimping used to be those, um, like there were these little like U-shaped plastic things and you would like braid your hair around it and then clamp the end. Like, and so it would literally be my whole head, like flopping around and I would crimp my hair that way. Um, but I always wanted to use sun in and my mom always, so this is my natural hair color. My mom always told me 
I will murder you if you use sun in on your hair, but I don't think it would have even done anything. But sun in is just a, a fun one. Sun you know? in. Wow. Oh, wow. That was a deep cut. You brought yeah. me back. Yeah. yeah. No, really we all wanted those tips, those frosted tips. <laughs> oh, wow. And then all you right. would just turn orange. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it never worked out well. Wait, uh, okay. Our frosted tips back as well. They are. Honestly, it's everything that's old is, is new again. Um, all right. Yep. Yep. Catch it up. Uh, <laughs> all right. Speaking of things that are now of the moment, shampoo and conditioner bars. Look, people are trying to be more eco-friendly. This is manifest in manufacturing practices. Increasingly, we're doing away with single-use plastic. So would either of you use a shampoo or conditioner bar? I have not used it. Would I use it? Yes. I'm down to explore. Okay. Same. I've never that. used it. I've never used one before. Um I would definitely try it. I would definitely try it. I've been looking into a lot of those refillable um, Mm -hmm. stores and like online companies for shampoo and conditioner. So, you know, whatever can, whatever I can do to help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Um, What is an animal that both of you are most like? I was thinking about this one. So I'll go first. Okay. Yes, please, please, please. If you asked my family or friends, they would tell you koala. (laughs) Okay. Because I could sleep all day long and like wake oh. up for an hour to eat. Um, but I love dolphins. So I like to say that I relate most to a dolphin, but I don't know that that's, is there very different activity levels? Those two. <laughs> yes, but we like it. You know, we contain <laughs> multitudes. So <Yes>, exactly. <laughs> there's that. All right. <laughs> that's amazing. Maria. Okay. So this is funny because I was doing like an emoji search with a friend yesterday and Mm -hmm. thinking that I needed to up my emoji game. Um, so I was looking at animals and they have a cute little porcupine and I thought, Oh, that's cute. You know, like they're so delicious and tiny and then fierce because they have like all their little spikies. And if they Mm -hmm. need to attack, they will. Um, so that I'm going to go with the porcupine. Should we need to take care of ourselves? We will just, you've got (laughs) at your disposal. That is amazing. Both of you had incredible answers. Um, okay. Again, think beauty junkies. They are listening to this podcast right now thinking about, all right, but what are we using at home? Um, what is a product that both of you cannot live without? And we can't mention therapy therapy. It sounds like is the thing that we all should be living with and maybe shouldn't be living without, but if we're talking hair or beauty product, what is one of your go-to's? something for my lips. I'm constantly keeping my lips hydrated. And that's like the one thing that is never missing from any of, I have a ton of just random bags throughout the house. So wherever I need to go, there is some sort of lip product in there. I really like a lot of the green beauty. So I like um, any of those that are green and have, you know, the least amount of chemicals I'm down with, but anything for my lips. Okay. That's Katie. a great, that's a great answer. <laughs> I've been getting really into lip oils lately. Um, yeah. Especially like at night because I can put lip oil on and it just feels better. Um, I think that I, I think I have to go with mascara. I don't, I, I probably use mascara every day when I, even when I don't feel like it. Um, and I love the benefit. I think it's the bad gal mascara. It's like a black, it's a black mascara. All of them are black. <laughs> <laughs> I think 
that's I'll take your word for it. I'm not a mascara (laughs) user. Um, That sounded very, very convincing. Um, And I feel like I want that for you. Um, All right. Well, thank you. All right. This is the last question for both of you. Um, We ask our guests who are mostly, again, in the Salon Pro space, how is it that folks that are listening can get to the top of the industry? Um, This for you guys, though, I'd love for you to consider like employing the practices that you were doing, whether um, you as a therapist, Maria, or Katie in your programming with This Is My Brave. What are things that people can do to be the best version of themselves in order to maybe get to the top of whatever it is that they want to get to? So I think I'd start with something a little bit further down and more to the core, which would be why do you want to be at the top of your industry? So is this because you feel that you have to prove something to somebody or is it because you're trying to keep up with the Joneses and comparing yourself to everybody else? Or is it because you're doing what you love and that's your passion and you're just kind of fulfilling that or you want to help people feel pretty, look pretty, live their best beauty life, right? Those are two different places to come from because one is super empty and you will definitely burn out and feel like you're on this endless gerbil wheel if you don't mm-hmm. if you don't get it and then the other is from a place of enjoyment and passion so i think first get to the why why are you doing what you're doing and why do you want to get to the top and and one more um what happens at the top right because there's another thing that when we get to the top we're like well wasn't what I thought it was going to be, or I'm not really happy. So how can you also, what now, how do you also enjoy the top of that and find fulfillment and enjoyment just being without it having to be this outcome based um, goal, I guess. Food for thought, things to consider, important things. Katie, follow up. Yes. I would say, um, I know there's always like a lot of like memes and things on social media that are about how uh, hairstylists are basically therapists, you know, mm-hmm. that you go to. Um, have you ever seen those? And I'm, I'm not endorsing hairstylists. I was going to say, don't careful, careful. <laughs> right. But those memes are out there. And so it always makes me think, though, of the hairstylists that are absorbing a lot of things from people mm-hmm. uh, as they're talking. And so it's I hate really hate to use the self-care word but like i think the best thing is being able to define boundaries in your life um and you know take care of your clients of course but take care of yourself there i i would feel Mm. as if there would have to be a lot of like decompressing downtime and not having to accommodate everyone's schedules all the time um having having boundaries in that Mm. also incredible things yeah I mean, my God, you both have really just like dove right in, ripped it all up. And, and now we've got lots to think about. Uh, so thank you both we for that. We did not rehearse this, but that was- We did no. <laughs> Again, quick takes. This is incredible. Uh, all right. Before we wrap here, um, I would love to hear from your perspective. Again, you're in two different places working together via this partnership between Moderma and This Is My Brave. But- who are some folks that are online that you follow or that you think are doing really important things that you think that our audience, our listeners might be interested in sort of being introduced to, learning about, checking out, following, et cetera? Okay. So I have one. So for a very long time still, uh, the therapeutic field is very white and very privileged. And so mm-hmm. a lot of the voices that we uh, hear from or that we get perspectives from are very much on in that realm. So there's 
a lot that's been opening up in social media, especially for Latin communities for Black voices. So they have um, therapy for Black girls, Latinx therapy. So I love checking out the things that they have to post because there's a cultural component that really gets missed from the therapeutic world. And I love incorporating that and making sure that we're not just listening to um, white therapists. And I'm, I'm a Latina as well, even though I'm white passing. So uh, even in that, in that realm, I feel like there's a lot that gets missed in terms of the conversations that we're having that don't include culture or diversity or any of those layers. Such an important thing to contribute. Uh, thank you for saying that. And again, we're going to plug people. So we are linking out to accounts in the show notes so you can find yeah. them um, because this is important, damn it. Mm-hmm. It is. Okay, so I follow a ton of mental... I really love to fill my feed with mental health, positivity, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my favorites is R.E.B. Kofer. I'm not sure if I'm saying her name correctly. C-O-F-E-R is her last name. But she does a lot of little like poetry lines and art and things. And I just... I love it. Like her most recent one is I'm, a, I'm rocking this boat instead of drowning. So I just love seeing things mm-hmm. like that, that always give me a little, like a little boost of, of energy. So yes, well, I will we say appreciate her. that. Yeah. That sounds amazing. We are going to, as I said, plug all of these folks in the show notes. So you can find them easily click, follow, subscribe, all of those things. Um, before we wrap for real on the podcast, and thank you so much, both of you for joining, how can we find you? Uh, so Katie, if you don't mind, how can we find this is my braid? How can we find you? Let us know. Yes. So um, again, our website is www.thisismybrave.org. And you can contact us through the website. You can see a list of events, everything like that. And then on all social media platforms, we are at this is my brave. And then we also have um, our hashtag storytelling saves lives. So if you follow that hashtag, you'll you'll also see a lot of this is my brave um, stuff like on Instagram and Twitter. Perfect. Amazing. Uh, Maria, if you wouldn't mind, we'd love to hear a little bit more, more, excuse me, about how to find you, um, as well as if somebody's maybe dealing with some confidence issues specific to scarring. Um, specifically, we talked about at the earlier part of the, the conversation that there are linkages between these things and mental health. Um, where can they find out about Moderna? Yeah, perfect. So I'm on Instagram and social media as at holistically grace. Grace is my middle name and I work from a holistic framework. So holistically grace is where you can find me. Um, And I just wanted to point out, I think I forgot to say this, but Maderma also did a new survey this year, which kind of took it to another level. And what was really cool about this survey is that they looked at the link between um, scars and this idea of shame. And they found mm-hmm. that big number here, 81% of us or those that were surveyed are over being ashamed about their scars. Right. So they mm-hmm. did this follow-up survey, which really mm-hmm. digs into this emotional component and how the tides are shifting and changing and we're over letting these things weigh us down. So we can check out these new survey results on the Moderma website. They're also creating branded digital and social content to spread the word of the campaign. So that is all out there. And of course, as you know, we're seeing they're partnering with the, this is my brave 
campaigns. So Maderma is doing <laughs> a lot to kind of show their support for the mental health field and then awareness for Mental Health Awareness Month. Amazing. Congrats to them. Kudos to everybody. Uh, thank you both so much for joining us. Uh, and yeah, we hope to have you back on the podcast sometime, maybe when it's not explicitly Mental Health Awareness Month, maybe when it's just a normal month yeah. and we can still talk about mental health because there's so much work to be done there. Beautiful. Would love that. Can't wait. So Moderma is a brand that I know and love, as we've discussed And I love this partnership with This Is My Brave, again, a nonprofit that encourages storytelling to help those struggling with mental health issues and addiction. So a great partnership, a great donation to a wonderful nonprofit. In closing, be sure to hit subscribe, rate and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tease and send in questions to volumeup at thetease.com. We'll see you after the holidays. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.